to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. Welcome back to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. What does it mean to be listening to a show where it says the power of water? Well, this is why. I've been in water research for well over 35, almost 40 years when I look back on it, and studying the planet Earth and then coming to learning more about all of us, all life on Earth must have fresh water. Can you imagine we're up to 7 billion people as of two weeks ago that baby was born to take it to 7 billion people born uh, living on Earth. So each day we have to share water, fresh water. So what that means is each person needs 20 to 50 liters of fresh water for drinking and cleansing and cooking and showering and more. One in six people worldwide 894 million people do not have access to safe, fresh water. So what do you think is happening to the diseases and the sanitation and more? Per person in, on our planet, each, each on Earth, the planet Earth, takes 2,000 to 5,000 liters of water to produce one person's daily food. So what do you think is happening? And we're not taking it serious enough. And as you know, um, every single person I've had on this show for almost five years, whether it be the United Nations, NASA, NOAA, physicians, authors of very well-known books, people from all uh, walks of life with a mission and, and, and commitment to understand how are we going to live on the earth and be healthy. But we have to have the priority water first. So remember, water, water, water is the issue. If a person doesn't want to take care of the water, we have a problem. Don't reelect them, excuse me, because water is the primary reason for all health and life on earth. It is vital to all of us. The one thing that comes to my mind is I had my secretary look up some of the latest issues on water going on. I noticed here where the Palm Beach Post wrote, this last week, that water, the EPA in the United States backs off of tough, clean water rules because of the elections coming up with the administration. Now, stop and think what that just did. Uh, why are we doing things for politicians and politics? Uh, health is by far and safety of your life is by far of a more of a priority than anything on earth so uh, that was an interesting new uh, development for me and when they wrote this the palm beach post editorial board randy schultz was behind that i will tell you i agree this is fascinating that people have to take a back seat because of politics. It seems like every time they're elected, finally, they're on election day, the day they're elected. I think it's time to start thinking what's best for all the planet Earth, and it's got to be fresh water. Something else I found out that I wanted to bring up today is that I was listening this morning as I was getting ready to go to work. Diabetes is forecasted to hit 1 in 10 adults by 2030. That means about 552 million people will have diabetes. 
that's why the show today and other shows I've had, how are you going to learn to live with the earth and not expect it to live with you, but how are we going to learn to live with the earth, be healthy, and give up some of those things that we think taste so good or feel so good? Maybe it doesn't feel so good, even though it might make you feel like you're having a good time eating it or over-drinking sugar or whatever. There's so much to learn. And our guest today, Juliana Hiffer, who has a Master's of Science in Nutrition. We're going to learn more about what her new book is out. It's called The Complete Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. Now, how exciting that is. We'll listen to her here in a minute. But I am going to dedicate my show to two women today. Women all over the world have been heroes to the planet, this planet Earth. Remember that woman that you've been hearing about in those countries getting up at dawn to carry uh, the water to her family? She may have had a broken ankle. She still did it. She may have not felt good, but she still carried that water to save her family. But we have some other heroes. Yesterday, Evelyn Lauder passed away of the Lauder family, of the S.A. Lauder cosmetic company that everybody has heard about. Evelyn was a hero, a queen of all the women out there. She did things that beyond all that we could ever discuss, but she was the founder of the breast cancer movement with the little pink ribbon you see and all the pink. Uh, I've been in the market when they were selling pink buckets, pink shovels uh, to keep up with reminding women that you may have breast cancer detected in time. And the, uh, Evelyn was a traditional hero of women and uh, beyond all imagination. Also this year, I'm going to bring up somebody else. Melissa Condon Doyle was a former actress. She died this year, but she was on the board for Harper's Bazaar as the first woman to be elected to the Harper's Bazaar board many years ago. She was a woman who carried the baton for many other women. She'd been married to the former president who passed away, Harry Doyle, who was the founder president with Charles Revson. But Millicent, Millicent was a woman who was a queen also. She and Evelyn knew each other, but I will tell you when Millicent, Millicent passed away and now Evelyn, you've lost two queens out there of the champion of women. And uh, so it's a thinking, uh, thinking about them today. I want to thank you for listening today, and we're going to have a very exciting show. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aquas, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eye, there is a tear film, and that tear film, is aqueous layer, is 99% water. It, when the eye drop touches it, it causes a flooding, a drawing. I know you didn't know that, but Nature's Tears Eye Mist knows that. That's why it is invented. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Juliana. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Juliana, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Well, thank you for joining us today. Now, how, how, do you pro- how do you pronounce your last name? Hever. And tell us about your background and... Um, uh, how did you get into plant-based? Uh, become a plant-based dietitian, and you've got a book out now, and your your life is committed to a better a better way of living. Yes, well, I I took this traditional route, and I became a registered dietitian, and got my master's in nutrition. But um, all the while, knowing in my heart, and knowing from all the information I was reading, that whole food plant-based nutrition would be much more effective at creating the results that I was striving for. But it wasn't until after graduate school when I started really delving into the research and confirming what I had believed to be true. And I found that once I implemented whole food plant-based nutrition with my clients and my students, there was massive difference. It was a complete turnaround. And all of a sudden, people were effortlessly losing weight and, even better, reversing disease, getting off their medications. And I literally will never look back, and I'm really excited about what I've what I found, I, I really, I, I can't stop now, talking Juli- about it. Uh, Juliana, I know we're having some technology trouble, and there's a little echo with your voice. So we might, because they're having some trouble, may end up having to have the show another time again. But today we'll continue on it because they'll probably solve it. But uh, when you decided to get into uh, the directions of a better diet, now we've had, a, we've been all, right, all the way to Tufts University, We've had Dr. Alan Taylor on, who's studying nutrition all over the world for better for eyes, for dry eye, and what's happening to eyes. And well, we've had other doctors on from every which direction of, uh, of direction on learning more about the diet. And we had just had Dr. Philip Payton, who's an ophthalmologist, former uh, professor from Cornell. Then he became an ophthalmologist. Now he's into vegan and or learning and, and all for himself, but also about what the diet can do to your everyday living and those complaints we're all having. Now, when you got involved as a and got your uh, master's of science degree in nutrition, why did you go after that master's of science degree of nutrition? Why did I go after it? Yes. Why did you decide to do that? Because I think the listeners would like to hear, well, we all eat. Uh, we have a background in learning more about recipes and how to eat better. But why did you decide to go after a master's of science in nutrition to be able to be a better educator? Um, well, I really I wanted to know as much information as I possibly could, and I really am on a, like a uh, – my mission is to, to really delve into the research and know – know the science and the medical definitions and explanations for for what what happens when we eat food and, and about chronic disease and preventing disease. 
So um, I, I'm actually still hoping to go and finish a, a doctorate degree at some point or a medical degree because I just feel like there's just so much information and I just want to learn more. So that was like the natural route for me just to keep continuing my education and, um, and part of the registered dietitian program while I was doing my internship. So it flowed naturally and I was able to learn a lot about analyzing research and being objective and it was a really great route. I'm really excited that I, I took it. I've always been interested in the science of food and, and um, how powerful it can be. But now that I have this kind of interesting scientific approach, I feel like I can answer all the questions because I also have this real ethical um, determination to eat plant-based when I was a teenager. You know, I I wanted to, I read John Robbins' book and I really wanted to like help animals and help the planet. And and I I didn't, I was scared because people tell you, oh no, you're not going to get enough protein. You're not going to, you're going to get iron deficiency, blah, blah, blah. So because of my fear, I was I was talked out of it, even though I really ethically did, wanted to be eating that way. So now I love the fact that I have the power to answer those questions because I can look right into the research and know what's good research and what's you know inaccurate and what are, what are false. Um, there's so much misrepresentation and misinformation out there, so I can go directly to the source and answer the questions and not have any fear that I'm doing anything harmful okay, to myself. Okay, now today let's start. And you know uh, we do have some time available to you, so we can take some time and go. You know, going to take a little slower here to try to figure out now uh, when you're saying when you were a teenager you thought about it, and why did you think about it so young before you before you were at today? That was very young. Yeah, when I was a teenager, I read um, John Robbins' Diet for a New America and Francis Ford LePay's Diet for a Small Planet, and I just it just kind of it just resonated with me, and it just fueled this fire that I just wanted to well now learn let's more. find out why it resonated with you. Why did it resonate with you? We're pretending like we're in a lab today, and the listeners all over the world are listening to what we're saying, and uh, they're wondering, well, what was it that resonated? What was it that made you feel as a young person that you wanted to learn more about food? Well, I mean, my grandma used to tell me, you know, when I was growing up, she'd be like, okay, why are we eating this banana? Oh, grandma, because okay. it has potassium. And she taught uh-huh. me about the, the okay. food component. But when I was, but it, when it comes to the compassionate part, like when I read John Robbins' book and I felt, and I was reading about how what we're doing, what, what we choose with our fork is impacting our planet and destroying it and what we're hurting animals in these horrible ways. And to me, that just didn't feel right. And I, and I couldn't justify me making choices that are going to cause harm to others. So I think it rang in my compassionate alarm inside my head, and I thought, well, what can I do to change that, and what can I do to not impact the world in, a, in that kind of way? I would prefer okay. to, you know, to leave a positive mark. Okay, then what were you eating as a young girl that now you've learned what you're going to – are you eating differently today because you've been learning so much more? Um, yes. I mean, when I first read the book, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just eliminate animal products. So I cut out all the animal products, but I didn't know what I was supposed to put into my diet. So I was consuming, mm-hmm. you know, rice cakes and fruit roll-ups and anything that wasn't animal-related. And um, my parents got scared because I was sick all the time, and they, they gave me an intervention. They had their friend who's a nurse come, and they force-fed me a steak and told me I'm going to be really sick if I don't eat meat. And um, so, you know, and it's true because I wasn't eating the right way. So now, now I know what you're supposed to eat, and it's, it's obviously what I teach is, and what my book is about and what I lecture about, my movies about. I do a lot of work to show people that it's about eating a variety of whole plant foods, and that's the key to ultimate health, and at the same time, you're getting to fulfill the, you know, the, the now, non- Now, uh, Juliana, have you, st- have you read the China study yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I've worked with Dr. Campbell. Yes, we've had him on the show. Oh, okay. And then Dr. Payton, who we just had on the show recently, uh, the ophthalmologist who's 
uh, also uh, has dove into uh, teaching his own patients and, and, and lecturing about the diet and toward the vegan diet. And then Doc, uh, Dr. Esselstein, have you know Dr. Esselstein? Of course, yes. Yes, okay, well then... Um, uh, the, the concept is, is that what we're wanting to learn here today is when we're learning how to live with this planet Earth, and you know what my priority is, is the water. <laughs> Excuse me. I know we have to drink a lot of water a day because when you were born and you came from that pocket of water and you entered in that delivery room, you were stark naked from there on without the water. You had to learn to, to drink the water, bathe and shower with the water, and understand that whatever you eat has to be digested and also be maintaining a water balance, but also digesting from the body what must be eliminated. Now, teach us about diet today. What, do you, what are you doing? What, do you, what, is your, what are you people asking? What are some of the favorite questions that people ask you that don't understand this? Well, a lot of people are concerned about nutrients, and I really believe in that concept of nutritionism and how we've become obsessed with getting a certain amount of nutrients and counting calories and counting fat grams, and, and people get really concerned about not having enough, this inadequacy, which is quite ironic because if you look around the country and the Western populations, the concern around the world is that we're overfed but undernourished. So we're getting plenty of food, but we're not getting the nutrition because we're taking all of these real foods and stripping them of what they're supposed to be composed of, including the water and the fiber and the vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and fiber, and you're ending up with just this stripped, refined, processed version of sugar, sugar, carbohydrates, and a ton of calories. Yeah. Right, and then, and then they, you know, inject them yeah. with pseudo versions of vitamins, you know, like yeah. chemically synthesized vitamins and minerals, and that doesn't have the same impact on the body. The body can recognize that, and it's not the same. So, so, um... I, uh, my biggest lesson, I think, is to get people to stop worrying about getting enough protein and calcium and really just getting away from the standard American diet and the processed foods. But they do have to get a certain amount of protein. And, 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 and because you said that, what is a person, okay, let's get into the diet now. So they're going to get up in the morning and they're going to begin their day with a diet of getting the energy going and because they've been sleeping all night. And by the way, you dehydrate more while you sleep than any other time. And so what, what are they going to do to, first of all, you get to have a glass of water before you get, when you get up immediately. I teach everybody that. But what type of diet uh, would a person be eating to be able to be healthy but still get a maintenance of protein, a maintenance of certain nutrients that are so important for each individual? And as you know better than anybody, I'm sure, each person, no two people dehydrate the same. So whatever they're eating has got to be their maintenance for them personally. They've got to learn to be learning their own rhythm of how they're living on this earth as a rhythm of what's, what is good for them. But how, what are you suggesting that people may learn? How, how are they going to learn to eat? Because I agree with you. Whatever, all these people are putting stuff in their mouth, even pills and medications, and the medicine cabinet became more popular than the food. And the food, good eating, is the best uh, healthy reason for maintaining your health and going to the medicine cabinet if you don't have to. But what? Oh, right. Let, I love the I love the saying. My favorite quote is from Hippocrates: "Let thy food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy exactly. food." People are Hippocrates too all concerned with just popping a pill. Exactly. Exactly. The father of water, by the way, he was. So, what are you suggesting that people learn how to eat? 
Well, I, like I said, like I don't want people to be worried about getting enough protein because if you're eating whole plant foods, you will get enough protein automatically. It's impossible to not get enough protein and all that other stuff if you are consuming whole plant foods. So for breakfast, like you're asking, you could, for instance, have a green smoothie or a green juice or a, a bowl of oatmeal or just some fruit, some fresh fruit. Now Those let's back up. Breakfast. I'm going to back you up because remember, I've had a lot of people on with this subject. So what I do uh, here, Juliana, is when you say that, 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 and people are going to have a hard time following what you mean by that. What do you, when you're saying they could get up in the morning and have a green smoothie, what would you, how would you make a green smoothie? What is, what's well, in the smoothie? It depends what you like. I've got like two or three recipes in my book, and I have a second cookbook coming out with recipes with green smoothies because I happen to really like them. But one of my favorite green smoothies is I put um, a lot of leafy greens on the bottom of my blender, like usually spinach or kale or collards or dandelion greens. And then I put in, sometimes I'll add some hemp seed or flaxseed, and then I put in some frozen fruit, whatever frozen fruit I have, or some fresh fruit. And um, I usually use either water or almond milk or, um, uh, or coconut water, and I blend. And that's my, that's my favorite drink, and it'll last me all morning. Good, good, good. Now, do you drink the whole thing at once, or do you take it to half and come back later and drink the other half? Or do you yeah, I really all like take it. I stick it in a big mug, and I have a, few, I have a little okay. bit in the morning, and, and then I okay. take it along with me for the rest of the morning. Okay, I, I followed you there. I've studied nutrition for 40 years. Now, we're coming along, and then you said another, another a drink. What other type of drink would it be? Oh, I liked, uh, like this morning I had a green juice, not a uh, blended, but an actual juice that had, um, I'd say it had kale and, and cucumber and parsley and um, a little apple and a little ginger. I think that's uh-huh, it. Ginger. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It was good. <laughs> Delicious. And did you make that up yourself, or was that something you bought? Actually, this time I, I usually make them, but today I was in a rush. I have little kids, so I went and stopped and bought one. Okay, and where would you buy something like that? Oh, we have a market locally that has a little juice bar. Okay, there we go, a juice bar. Ooh. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's going to be coming, an upcoming thing, Juliana. Uh, those juice bars are going to spring up all over the place. Uh, I hope so. And tea, bar, and tea locations. Uh, so people get their some of those loose uh, leaf teas too. Yeah, we have that out here in Los Angeles. Actually, we have a few of those. Do you really? Yeah, okay. they're awesome. Okay, now uh, when a person you because you've been studying, you'll have the qualifications to answer this. What are they getting out of a juice that has kale and and that has a spinach in it? And and let's say they put in some fresh fruit or or, or frozen fruit. I've been learning too, Juliana, that frozen fruits are fine. In fact, they have tremendous flavor, and they don't have sugar on them. So uh, you can get the kind without sugar. What kind of nutrients are they getting out of that to get the morning started? They're pretty much getting everything. They're pretty much getting every single thing you could possibly need right there in your juice. It's got a lot of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and protein and water. And now, it doesn't because, have the fiber. Okay, now on the, they can probably follow you uh, on the, all the nutrients and the fiber, but where, how much, what would be the protein? Did you ever count the protein you got out of one of your drinks? So people, because remember, uh, Juliana, it's kind of like the word moisture. If I said the word moisture to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? We've been programmed that it's a lotion, a potion, or a gel, or whatever to add moisture. It's the water that's the moisture. So people don't understand water is the only moisture, and if you add anything to it, it changes the moisture level, what it offers for the benefit of moisture. So we know we're learning 100% water is moisture. Now, what is the protein to educate the people in a drink like that? How much protein do you think you're getting in that drink? 
Um, you know, I haven't measured it in the juice. I've measured it in my, my smoothies because I had to put that in my book, but um, I've never measured it in the juice. But I'm sure it's enough. Like I say, I really don't want to worry about counting. I don't count. I'm one of the only dietitians that doesn't count calories and grams of protein and grams of stuff like that because it's not necessary. I know that this But remember, example. the one thing about your situation is you've been studying for so long. You'll have those knowledgeable instincts to yourself personally. But to the individual who's been so programmed that you get your protein from ch- pork, chicken, fish, uh, beef, um, and, those are, and now we're learning about soy and whey and, and, and the beans, legumes. But uh, that, that's why I say for people to learn about the protein they're getting, because it is important that they get a certain amount of protein and, and with all the balancing of the nutrients too. So it is in your book about the measurement of how much protein they're getting in some of this. Yes, they're all, all of the, all of my recipes have the nutritional uh, nutrients okay. in there. But but um, you're getting your protein. Leafy greens have sometimes up to half of their calories come from protein. So mm-hmm. if you have leafy greens, you, you're getting tons of protein. I mean, you have a big salad, you have a juice, you're getting a ton of protein. And I just like I said, I, I I've been in the industry for almost 20 years too, and I I I've taught people individually, and I I lecture all over the world, and I. Always is that it doesn't matter. It does, I'm telling people not to worry about counting. It's not just personally. I'm telling everyone, if you're not eating refined foods, you will get enough of protein and everything mm-hmm. else that you need. Mm-hmm. So it's Now, where do you numbers. come from, from uh, raw foods? Um, uh, tell us about where, where you're coming through when, when uh, a person is eating more raw food, like uh, salads that you don't cook, more foods that you're not having to overcook. Uh, they're, they're almost uh, they're raw foods. What do you think about that? Oh, I think raw foods are fantastic. You know, you're getting plenty of nutrition and you're getting lots of fiber and lots of water. And there's some definite benefits of eating a primarily raw diet. I don't agree with having a 100% raw diet because people get into trouble with that. But if you're eating a large majority of your foods, and I recommend like at least half your diet coming from fresh raw foods, I think that you're, mm-hmm. you're definitely, you're definitely in a, putting yourself in an alkalized health promoting state. Uh-huh. Now over to the uh, uh, fresh fruits. We were just talking this morning here uh, at the show, and I, I started studying some of those frozen vegetables that don't have all that sugar in it, but uh, and, and even frozen uh, uh, vegetables and fruits that uh, fruits that don't have a lot of sugar in it, or any sugar, they they can be a substitute too, can't they? Well, the thing about frozen is that they take them straight from the ground and they freeze them right away so they retain their nutrients for, for longer. And sometimes frozen can even be better than fresh that's been sitting around for a few days off the farm. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with eating just There we go. There we, did, we just did a new one for the show today because I always forget to mention that frozen side of it because I had been studying that one. And uh, the thing is, is people don't realize that when you go to the frozen food department and you start picking up some frozen food, I'm not talking in the can, frozen, that you, it, just what you described. If they take it right from the field into the plant and it becomes a frozen, fresh food. And then you put it in your freezer and you freeze it. Sometimes the nutrients can, can be excellent out of fresh fr- the fruit that way and the vegetables that way, right? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. would you like to add to that a little bit? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with eating frozen as long as there's no additives, and most of the time there aren't any. So it's absolutely a wonderful option, and then mm-hmm. you get 100% usage because you don't have to um, throw anything away. It's only the edible parts that are in the bag. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, if you, you know, get broccoli, all the stalks are chopped to, you know, to just the edible portions right. and, or whatever you want. It's going to be all ready to go. There's no wastage. It's 100% useful, and so it's actually economical to buy frozen. We have, we're going to take a break here in a minute, Juliana, but I'll have to tell you, Dr. Uh, Philip Payton, uh, who's an ophthalmologist, and he's had reports where he, what he's done, and I'll tell you about that later, but his breakfast, Juliana, is oatmeal with with frozen vegetables added to the oatmeal every morning. Wow. Frozen vegetables? Yes. He puts frozen vegetables in his oatmeal every morning, and he has oatmeal with frozen vegetables, and because he, that's way he's getting his, he's a very, very busy person, and he's getting uh, he's getting his jump start, and then he might have a smoothie, a, a fruit smoothie. But he, he has oatmeal with frozen vegetables in the oatmeal, and he just loves it. He said he wouldn't go a day without it, and they make it up sometimes uh, two or three days ahead of time. So all he has to do is go in and scoop it up, and uh, and I thought you might enjoy hearing that. <laughs> yeah, definitely interesting. <laughs> well, uh, I like I love vegetables. In fact, Juliana, I'm uh, almost seventy, and all my years I've been studying for over forty-eight years. When I was going to be when I was announced, I was going to have a baby, Juliana, and I was twenty-two, and I thought, oh my gosh, I was never going to get married. I fell in love, Juliana. And then all of a sudden, I was here. I was going to have a baby coming, and then I thought, "Oh my gosh, I have to learn to eat for somebody I've never met yet." Right. <laughs> and uh, so I've been studying for many years, and uh, not like you, not like others, but my ended up. I ended up toward the water of the world, and how much we have to consider the water of our lives and our diet, and uh, and what I do in my research, but. We're going to take a break here, and you think about some of the things that you want our listeners all over the world to come in and listen, and what we do with World Talk Radio, Voice America, and Apple iTunes, and they come in and they listen, and they want to learn. And we've even been uh, working with uh, just typing in uh, certain words with the, the, the shows we're on, and they're coming up all over the place. And I would like the word diet to come up. Diet and World Talk Radio, Voice America, and Apple iTunes. And you could come up. And the world will be listening to what you believe is the diet for people to learn to be healthier. You probably heard me talking about diabetes, what's going to happen by 2030. 550 million people that have diabetes. So be thinking about how you can teach us when we come back. We're going to take a moment from our, with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eye is 99% water? It's not an eye drop. It's water. So we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Juliana. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Juliana, uh, when you're talking about the food and living with the earth, and I've always said, don't expect the earth to live with us, we have to learn to live with the earth as an individual. What have you been learning on how to shop for the foods um, out there? And I know when I we took our moment of break, I said, you be thinking, too, about some of the things that you really want the world to hear. But when they're shopping for their food, that is serious uh, about what, what type of food they're shopping for and the quality of the food. But I always recommend shopping the perimeter of the store and, and getting your produce and really spending a lot of time in the produce. Or actually, even better, I love to go to the farmer's market every week because, and now, by the way, farmer's markets are popping up all over the place, like in abundance because they're getting so popular, which is a wonderful thing. So you could support your local farms. But, um, you know, just to get, that's the best place to get the most local, the most fresh, the most seasonal fruit that you could, and vegetables that you could possibly find. So if you don't have a local farmer's market, then I still recommend going first to the produce section at the store. And, you know, I always, there's a whole, the whole concern about organic versus non-organic. It's obviously better for the earth. It's, it is better for your health. Um, if you can get organic, but the truth is that it's more important to eat your fruits and vegetables, even if they're conventional, than to not eat the fruits and vegetables because they're not organic. So the, the bottom line is to make sure you're eating a ton of fruits and vegetables to keep you healthy regardless of whether they're organic. But I do recommend organic as often as possible, um, and especially for corn and soy so that we prevent getting the genetically modified organisms in, in those products, which is, it's almost guaranteed if you don't um, get the organic version. And actually there's a whole list of other ones that are higher risk, but do try to get organic if possible, but it's not necessary for optimal health. And um, I, I recommend looking for whole grains. Your whole diet should be based on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. And, of course, you could have a little bit of nuts and seeds and, and avocados and, and olives. If you, I'm going to ask you real quickly there on the nuts and the seeds. Which nuts and seeds do you do – you, which one do you recommend or uh, have you studied? Then what's the difference between the nuts and the seeds? Oh, well, there's a, a, lot, a lot of differences. First of all, with your nuts and seeds, always try to get raw. Um, you don't want the dry roasted. And uh, second of all, with the nuts, you know, walnuts are really high in omega-3 fatty acids. It's a great way to get all of your omega-3 fatty acids for the day. You only need about half a cup. Um, but it's a good choice. And, all, you know, all nuts, if you want to use a little bit, they're a great way to, uh, just to flavor up foods and to add some variety to your diet. But seeds are really great nutrition powerhouses, especially flax seed, hemp seeds, and chia seeds. They're really high in omega-3 fatty acids. What about sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds and other those seeds? Uh, those are fine, but not they're not as rich in those sources. But those are fine too to use if you want to, you know, for to make your food more delicious and more, you know, just to add and to your food. Sesame seeds. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sesame seeds have a ton of calcium, which is a great way to get your calcium. Okay. Okay. And because we have up here in Oregon, we've had him on the show, and many of the different ones in the country have heard about him. 
Dave's bread. And there's a Dave's bread up here that's really, it's unbelievable. When you pick it up, Juliana, it's heavy, but he uses all seeds. He doesn't use the nuts. He uses, and the quality of the bread is outrageous. To get one, to have one slice of his bread a day, you get some nutrients in it that you wouldn't get in any other bread. And I've had people on the show say, oh, we come to Oregon and buy Dave's bread. And uh, we got a kick out of that. But uh, even good quality breads can give you a quite a bit if you know how to shop your breads, too, Juliana. Have you noticed that? Well, the thing about bread is it's a slightly processed food. I mean, something like that, it sounds like it's it's not. It's more of a sprouted, I'm assuming, or yeah, it's just it a, whole, it's a whole Unbelievably version. quality. Okay, so yeah. because we can't get that in mostly, I mean, I don't have access to that, but the breads that, that are sprouted that you can, I have access to are very expensive. And then the other breads are filled with all kinds of fillers. They're a processed food. I don't recommend right. bread. Um, as a as a health food by any means, but if you can afford and you can have access to those really you know exceptional sprouted breads, then those are fine too. But for people that are trying to watch their weight or people that um, really want to eat the most nutritionally dense and calorically light foods, I, I don't recommend bread as part of a staple of their diet. But if you get a whole whole grain and it's really whole grain and you really, really oh they're eat, they're they're not cheap. But here again, I've always said if you pay the quality of your food to get what you're after, it is so important. To just eat less and put the, your investment in toward your, your quality. Uh, now, on the um, down in California, you have a lot of exposure to a lot of different kinds of stores, such as Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, and like you said, the farmers markets, and no end of directions to go. What do you expect? What do people do when they don't have year-round what you have in California? What, how, what do you think they should be learning? Wait, that's a great question, and we do. We are fortunate to have a lot of access to food here, but I mean, there are certain places in California that don't. And I actually worked with EarthSave. We did um, a program at a food bank, and that was in a food desert. And we were still we helped them figure out how to find food that's optimal for them. But in terms of around the country and your different seasons and different availability and access to the produce specifically, I recommend getting the local whatever is seasonal for where you live because your body may very well need those nutrients and those types of fruits and vegetables that happen to be in season at the time. So, you know, if you can get the frozen because there's going to be frozen of different kinds year-round or, um, I mean, everyone has access to some kind of, most people have access to um, some sort of food wherever they're, they're gathering food. People are getting food. But just look for the fresh foods as often as possible and make your diet based on whole grains, legumes, fruits, and vegetables. And then, and no matter where you are, you're still going to be healthier than if you're consuming any of the processed foods or, or basing your diet on the standard American diet. Right. In fact, I've had Dr. Effie Chow on here, who's from China, and we were talking. Uh, we've had her on a few times, and she was so she's getting so disappointed that Chinese in China, they're going from east to west. And she said, "I wish they'd all balance out. I wish the United States would balance into the east, and they can maintain a little west." And then, and then in China, they balance into a little bit of West, but keep some East. <laughs> so people are so funny, Juliana. They want to go extreme because they right. get so, and, right. And and the idea is to stay very moderate. Don't go extreme in your diet and learn learn your own personal rhythm of what makes you feel like you're getting up every day healthier and stronger and Absolutely. a good a mental outlook on life. Now, tell us about your Earth Save. I have that in front of me. I was going to talk to you about that today. Tell us about the Earth Save Healthy People Planet. What is that? Uh, well, that's our logo. But no, it's uh, well, Earth Save International has been around for what twenty five, more than twenty five years now. And but what we've done in the last year is we've kind of 
taken a position now where we're, we're going to focus on health, and we created this program called Meals for Health. And we went to a food bank up in Sacramento, and we took about 20 or a little bit more than 20 participants, our, our food bank clients, through a 30-day whole food plant-based program. And we taught them how to eat, and we, edu- we gave them a lot of education. We provided the meals, but we showed them how to shop. We went to the shop, you know, to markets and, and taught them how to buy this food. And the results were just astonishing. After 30 days, 100% of them were compliant. They stuck with it, which is very rare for a diet study. And uh, they all, you know, there was like an average of 17-pound weight loss the first month. After the second month, it was 25 average. And uh, one woman that was on medication, she was on a high blood pressure medication for 22 years. She was off of it within a week. And another woman who was on eight different medications was, was off all of them by the end of the, the first month. And all of them afterwards were so excited, felt better. Like, it was just amazing. And they're all completely, this is what they're going to do in they're still doing it. It's been months now. Mm-hmm. So this is a program that we want to really create a template for, and we're going to be repeating it again this spring. But we, our goal ultimately is to come up with a template that we can utilize across the country and show mm-hmm. people that you don't need to have a lot of money, you don't need to have right. a lot of resources, anyone could eat healthier, anyone can get healthier, and we could literally save the country billions of dollars. Save the planet. Save the planet. I look yes. at everything with my research as the planet. In fact, I keep a planet, I keep a globe on my desk reminding myself what I've been doing in research for all these years is, is the whole planet. And we just did a, a press release with Dr. Dwayne Cecil, who was with NOAA, but originally with NASA. And we mentioned in the press release where, because he and I had discussed this on the show, that Earth has water. And when you, the shuttle, if the shuttle must maintain their shuttle uh, travel because when the astronauts are going out into the solar system, they're studying Earth. What is making Earth what it is today? And studying the water and the climate and more about yes, what is what is happening to Earth and how do we grow our food and what are we going to do for the future and how are we going to live to be healthier? If they stop that shuttle, they might as well. Uh, that was one of the most stupid things I'd ever heard in my life that they would stop that shuttle because the earth uh, earth is affecting the whole solar system if one person is unhealthy that is like a walking orbit not to be it affects other people if earth is losing its fresh water that's going to affect the whole solar system and the rest of the earth so we have a responsibility here to get out of bed and and uh, and pay it forward uh, every day with all of Exactly. We have to connect. And, you know, I've often said with the water wars going on that we discuss here, the water wars, well, my gosh, why can't they learn to save, protect the water, don't have a war, because people on each side of the river or the water that is out there to survive has to be, everybody has to do this together. The war won't solve it at all. Ever. It just causes a distraction and another person who's in orbit, and, or everybody's in orbit, causing a confusion and distraction to what the Earth is trying to, uh, their mission statement, as the Earth should be, the human mission of the Earth. Uh, but back to you now, and um, you've been going out in the Earth to save uh, with this uh, People Healthy Planet organization. Have you, I'm going to ask you something. Have you ever been into the prison system, incarceration system? I truly have said forever, a lot of people that end up incarcerated have a craving called addiction. Addiction is a craving. It doesn't mean they knew they were born with it. 
it's like no different than a person who craves something that they know they shouldn't be eating, Juliana. Uh, some people should not be eating that chip or that chocolate because it isn't, they, they won't, their whole body is going to react to it. The diabetics have learned that. All kinds of diseases have learned. There's things they can't eat. Addiction is a craving. It could have been something you were eating before you even got to the crave of something that wasn't probably legal. But the prisons are full of people who had bad eyes at birth, by the way. You probably didn't know that. And babies are born with cataracts. And all of a sudden, they end up with the anxiety and the anger and the problems that go with anger and anxiety and the attitude that goes with it. But diet inside the system would be vital, Juliana. Uh, so what they could learn to have a better diet think better, healthier. In fact, uh, Juliana, Dave's bread, Dave was in prison for 15 years. And about three years before he got out the last time, he decided to start thinking differently about his health. For some reason, something tapped him. He started exercising, thinking about better ways to live, getting out with a better diet. So his family were already in the bakery business he decided to get in it, and next thing you know, he's the inventor, the creator of one of the best breads of the world, and he thinks about the health issues. And uh, that's what you're doing with going into helping people think not expensive food, just think about what's better quality of food uh, to save their lives and for their diet. So what you're doing there is wonderful. But think about other ways to go, too, because I truly think teenagers, young people that are I have done uh, with the YMCA a uh, guest on their health day. And, uh, Juliana, you'll take a little tiny person and you'll take their hand and I'll say, do you know what water is? And they'll look at you like, and their mother looks at you like, well, what do you think? And then I'll start from water and saying, did you know you're mostly water? And then what you're eating is so important to your whole uh, outlook on life. And the mother, when I'm all done, her eyes are just huge. And don't forget about the YMCAs and their health days. That's a way to go grab those children and their parents and get them thinking about better ways to eat, putting baggies in the refrigerator with their children's names on it, on how to eat that day. And maybe the other child will have a different flavor, so you make up your baggies with different flavors. So you're on the right track there, Juliana. I want to thank you for what you're doing. Um, let's go back to you and your diet. On uh, We talked about a breakfast. What did you do? What do you do for lunch? Oh, I, I happen to love uh, salads and a good dressing on a salad, so I'm really into salads or soups. Um, I'm actually meeting my friend for salad bar today for lunch. But, um, or I have leftovers, whatever happens to be in the fridge that I cooked the night before. Uh-huh. I'll have that with my salad. But I, I do try to, like I, like I teach everyone else, I, I very much so consume the majority of my, my calories or all of my calories from, from fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. So it's some combination. I love ethnic flavors. I love Indian cuisine and Japanese and Mexican. Uh, and, oh, yeah. So I, I yeah. always cook with those types of flavorings. Now, when you to cook with that Mexican flavor, what type of flavors are you using? Because that is an interesting one. I've heard about the Indian and I've heard about the Asians. Uh, but what do you use for uh, the Mexican flavors? Mexican oh, food. I use cilantro and chili powder. Oh, there we go. There we smoked go. paprika and different uh-huh. smoke, you know a lot of uh, and just a lot of corn and rice corn? and beans and mm-hmm. yeah good combinations of those now are you with using, lots of vegetables. are you using uh, white rice or brown rice no I use whole food so that would be brown rice white food is a, a processed version of rice yeah. yeah 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 and then for dinner what are you what are you doing 
Same thing. Like whatever, I, I love to cook, so I love to make really simple meals. I'm a very busy, very busy mom and work full time, but I um, always, you know, can throw something together that, you know, like a one pot. All of my recipes in my book are one pot wonders. You know, just um, some variation of different, different. What I was saying: legumes, grains, you know, quinoa and buckwheat and barley and uh-huh. um, wild rice and rice. And then I have, sometimes I'll use tofu and tempeh, but sometimes I just have other. I love beans and hummuses and. Um, and definitely always salads and soups, and I have a wide variety. I mean, I always have lots of color and lots of flavor, and I and I love to eat, so I'm a big foodie. Well, you and I are on the same wavelengths about the color. I have this thing about when I'm cooking, because I cook like that, the color, adding to the entertainment of the color adds to what I think they're get, I'm getting into my 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 uh, nutrients each day and my family. I want to ask you: Have you ever been? I noticed that you've been involved in training. Um, exercise training and weight training and all that. Have you? What do you think about sports and nutrition? Because I had studied sports and nutrition so far back because my children were competitive year-round swimmers. And way back I was studying nutri- uh, sports and nutrition. And people thought I was crazy so far back, Juliana. And I always said, oh, no, 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 it's not crazy. It's show that keeps them healthier during their, all of their 10,000 yards a day. But what, have you been involved with sports and nutrition? Yes, I actually work a lot with elite athletes and athletes, and um, one of my favorite subjects, actually, because of my, I had like a 14-year background as a personal trainer, so I love combining food and nutrition nutrition and um, exercise and sports. So I have a whole chapter in my book on exercise, and I have a whole chapter in my book about sports nutrition specifically, um, addressing how, how, you know, how to eat for sports specifically and, and how to recover because it's all about um, fueling and recovering. So I talk about the details of how to do so optimally and, and how I've seen people go athletes, professional athletes, go to take it to the next level and perform the best that they've ever performed in their life simply by changing their diet to whole plant foods. Right, right. And I've noticed that here I'm sitting in Oregon and we have the University of Oregon football team, and I was very proud of the coach Chip Kelly last year when one of the games was the day after Thanksgiving, and he told the team, no eating the turkey. Wow. <laughs> and he wanted them on their diet. He wanted them to stay on what he had been teaching them during all the training and then the performances that if you want to be on the winning team, you'll want to have the right nutrition. <laughs> I was so proud of him for doing that because you don't often hear about it. But the well, that's like is, the gladiators. You know, they used to they used to not eat their protein, the meat and the chicken and stuff or whatever they used to consume, and they would focus on the grains before a sport because energy. they knew that their performance or their fighting had to be optimal at the time. So it's been happening since the, the beginning of time. Yeah, it's uh, what I learned is you want to get the pancreas uh, and, and, and with nutrition, and then every time you're exerting that energy out, that that um, um, a nutrients are feeding out of the pancreas, and uh, you need plenty of water uh, to store up, and then you need all those nutrients in the pancreas to be able to give you the energy you need during performance. You can well, practice you need all week. You need the energy in your bloodstream and the muscles, actually. Like you need, the pancreas will help with the digestion, but you need the energy to be in your muscles ready to go. Exactly, exactly. But if you don't have it digested, it, you've got a pancreas problem, right? You've got to digest uh, everything you eat. This is something I've learned is people don't realize that everything you eat, I don't care what it is, has to have an elimination of some kind. And sometimes it can go, it go you know, people don't realize you eliminate a lot through the skin more than you do flushing the toilet. So it is so important 
that uh, they drink enough water, but also know that they've got to be eliminating at all times uh, the excess so the body doesn't overload. You can be as skinny as can be and still have toxin, and uh, that is so important. Well, we only have about one minute left. How would you like to close off today? Well, I, I thank you for having me, and I would love people to learn. I have everything you could ever possibly want to know about whole food, plant-based nutrition, and exercise in my book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition, and my cookbook that's coming out um, in two weeks called The Complete Idiot's Guide to Gluten-Free Vegan Cooking that I co-authored with an amazing, talented chef, um, Beverly Lynn Bennett. So I'm excited about having these resources because so many people have so many questions and there's so much misinformation out there. So I basically want to be the nutrition myth debunker and share <laughs> all this these almost 20 years' worth of information that I've collected and studied directly from the science and from my clients. And you got to write one of your books based on athletics and nutrition, too, just the whole book, because uh, people might be it's really fascinated. Because remember the thousands and thousands and thousands of children that are on the field practicing sports every year, and uh, they need to be. We've had some heart attacks with children who died. And yes. uh, we need to have maybe more concentration on that, too. So. Yeah, actually, that's my next book. I'm working with um, someone working that we're starting in January to write that wonderful, book. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. I'd like to have you on again. Well, you have a wonderful day, and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. You, too. It was you nice have, to talk. Thank and, you so much. Thank you, and be well. You Bye. Too. Bye. Wow. Did we ever get a lot to learn today and to keep up with that because there's the energy behind it, but... I need to say that there's so much to be said, that you are what you eat, and if you find yourself very sluggish and you get up in the morning and you're going, oh, my gosh, I have to begin, there's something wrong. You didn't eat right the day before. And there's uh, these kind of, of individuals who have these missions on life of learning how to eat. There's the China study. There's uh, the prevention of heart disease. There's all these different books, the Millennium Diet. There's now the one that Juliana has, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Plant-Based Nutrition. Everybody all over the United States has availability to fresh produce in the produce departments like they never had in history. So remember, what you're eating is for your health. Earth has a secret, as we've been saying on this show for uh, almost five years. It's the water, it's the water, but embrace your life every precious moment. And Earth has been whispering to you, though, be sure and leave behind that secret because you know that if you leave something behind in memory of who you were and how you lived, you will become immortal and that becomes a pay it forward. I want to thank everybody who's ever been on this show to make it what it's become. It is very special to me and all to you. It's been on World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes. Thank you for listening. You have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.